1: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito com. Hello, everybody. It's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow. You're joining us once again after uh, having wasted another t- um, two hours of your life watching a despondent Dallas Mavericks team not know how to play basketball and losing to the Memphis Grizzlies 97-91. to How are you, Josh?
2: I'm doing okay. Uh, I had a good time doing solo pod uh, on Friday night. I'm really, like, I'm really happy that you got to go to the game. You still managed to do a green room because you're a monster and you're a man of the people. You give the people what they want. Uh, but it's fun to talk to you just in in this setting again. It's you know been a couple of days. Tolopods are a, are a bitch, <laughs> <laughs> especially when you get waxed by the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, but yeah, this wasn't much better. Uh, you wrote the recap, so I kind of want to see the runway. To you initially before I well have you read
1: my recap yet in like the six minutes that I gave you between publishing (laughs) and coming back here
2: I got all the way through the the Desmond Bain point but I okay well that's 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 pretty good um (laughs) the one thing that really you
1: know I'd uh, somebody a a wonderful follower send me a tweet saying that two of the starters (laughs) in this game tonight uh uh, Dorian Finney Smith and Dwight uh, Powell were. Played significant minutes in the twenty sixteen November loss to the Memphis Grizzlies, which was the second lowest point score total scored by a Dallas Mavericks team in history. They lost to the Memphis Grizzlies that night eighty to sixty four and Dorian and Dwight Powell played significant minutes in both of those performances, neither was very good again, it was five years ago to me and i'm I may be off base here, and I'm sure some you know happy asshole that loves to tell me I'm wrong about everything will tell me something tomorrow, but nothing. It was just so emblematic of some of what we've been talking about the last two to three years about how they're just so in love with their own guys. And, uh, I mean, Dorian's fine. Dorian played a fine game tonight. Dwight Powell, again, why is he guarding Stephen Adams? Like, what is happening? That's a failure across the board if he's guarding and getting bullied by Stephen Adams. But it's just a reminder it's just like, these guys really, the Mavericks seem to think they really have something. No, you don't. You have Luka fucking Doncic. Everything else is, is, is secondary. What are we doing? And so, you know, in a game where he doesn't play, which, okay, he's banged up. Ankles banged up. Porzingis doesn't play. Knees banged up. This is Porzingis' seventh missed game of the season. He's on pace to miss another 35 to 40% of the games. You know, I'm not mad at him. He, it's his body. It is what it is. But I don't like, like the vision for what this team is. The whole notion of the fact that, oh, they just need to get to the playoffs and then they need to see what they can do. No, they don't. You have to enjoy. The 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 ride, like the regular season has to feel good. And we're 22 games into the season, and this team is a slog. They've had three or four really outstanding outlier performances where we've come in here and been like, you know what? That was awesome. That was awesome. The rest of the games, both win and losses, have we've struggled. We're trying to be positive because I want to be positive. I don't want to be that guy. I'm sick and tired of being labeled as the asshole when the reality is it's just like, we're the only ones that are willing to tell people the fact that this sucks and and not be patted on the head. I mean, we had a guy who who um, sent both of us tweets today. He has no reason to lie. I don't know him from Adam, but I tend to believe him. That said he was exchanging emails with Mark Cuban half the day. Uh, and Cuban's sitting there saying, well, half the league is having this problem. That's an excuse. I don't care about the rest of the league. I care about the Mavericks. And once again, they are they have just come out and – and there's just nothing to say about them besides the facts that they're wildly disappointing. I don't care that Luca and 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 uh, Porzingis was gone. Brunson and Timmy should have played better. You know, yeah. Brun- uh, Timmy finished with a nice game to make it close, but he was two of nine in the first three quarters. Brunson was seven of twenty for fifteen points. That sucks.
2: <laughs> seven of twenty-one. So actually, worse than you thought. Oh my god, did he make did he take another shot? <laughs> yeah, he took a shot the last uh, in that last, you know, meaningless possession. Uh, he missed a three. 0 of two on threes. Uh, I think he's made three three pointers. Uh, he made zero against the Clippers, 0 for two against the Cavs, three or four in the good win against New Orleans, and oh for one now, 0 for two last two games. So his three point shot is really and I always felt like that's kind of been the next step for him is to be like a consistent three point shooter. Not just Austin like a lot it is, it is, but, it's hard, but if, if he's going to be the guy that, that the Mavs want him to be and what Mavs fans want him to be, that's, you know, that's the next step. Uh, yeah, I think the thing about this game is I, I'm trying not to get too worked up about it. Uh, other than the fact that like, I feel like the prophecy was fulfilled and, and, you know, we'll get to Desmond Bain, but like everything happened that should have happened. Like this is, this is what the fates, uh, should have decided like this we, we deserved our punishment and we, and we got it in this game well but, uh,
3: uh, i just want
2: i just wanted to say like this is a game i guess to get mad about but like this was a, this was a loss as soon as the injury report came out and the thing that's like disappointing to me is not necessarily that they lost but like you said brunson and tim Hardaway jr were mia until the fourth quarter and like in a game when you're missing Luca and K- Chris Las and Dorian Finney Smith is your leading scorer at halftime, like, and it's not like Memphis was going all selling out to stop Brunson and Hardaway. They were not like aggressively doubling those two guys. You know, unless correct me if I'm wrong. If I if I re I'm not rewatching this game, uh, so correct me if I'm wrong. But like that's that's the part that stinks. Like I'm not like Dwight Powell getting outworked by Stephen Adams. You know, Maxi Kleba you know playing a mostly invisible 33 minutes like whatever like these guys without luke and christops they're just they're not good enough and we know that but like brunson and hardaway hardaway is paid to be better and brunson is trying to get paid you know he's expected to get paid and it just you just have to be better even if they still lost i needed to see something from those two guys and credit hardaway he's he gave them something in the fourth but but brunson was just that's just an extremely disappointing game from him. And well, this entire game,
1: to. this entire game, if 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 there's going to be a fair amount of people like, "Oh, well, we were without Luca, we were without Porzingis, we lost by 7. What are you mad about?" They should have lost by 35. They <laughs> should have. Like Memphis missed <laughs> 10 free throws and had 22 turnovers. This is the second time this year we have been playing we we've, we've lost to a team that turned the ball over over 20 times. And like 20 turnovers are basically saying, here, you take the game. You take the game. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And they
1: couldn't do it because they're not good enough.
2: Yeah. I I mean, mean, and and that's not even counting some of like the wild shots and possessions that Memphis had, especially in the second half. uh Uh, What did you say Dylan Brooks plays like he's a Maverick? Dylan Brooks is the the third best Maverick. I mean, that
1: dude, (laughs) some of the shots that he took were some (laughs) dumb shit and and his turnovers were bad. And it's just like, what was happening? Like it. He was wild. He's a wild player. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when he works, he works. When he doesn't, he doesn't. We've seen him play really well before. It was right,
2: pretty funny uh, tonight. Yeah. I mean, do do you want to go to Bain now, or or where do you want where do you want to go after this? I, I don't really know where to go now. Um, probably
1: <laughs> because well, no, I I want to circle back to Bain. Um, okay. Last late last night on the green room, which not enough people have listened to because I forgot to publish it. It's up in the feed, <laughs> it's up in the feed. It's like an hour and 10 minutes long. It was, a, you know, a lot of the same stuff. It's us complaining and being unhappy because, you know, I'd rather talk about this with someone than tweet about it or go to Facebook or go to Reddit because there's just something for me. I process information differently and I don't want to be upset online. Um And last night, Matt Moore of the Action Network, my friend, joined the pod because we've been talking about shot quality. And Matt's film room, Jay, has been constantly throwing out this piece of data from NBA.com about uh, shot quality. And it's not his fault, not blaming him per se, but like everyone and their uncle that is a higher level statistical person, i.e., you know, pay like a person who does this for a living will tell you that the NBA's uh uh shot distance data is kind of bunk and everyone should should ignore it because you know if nobody like like if if you and I are taking three pointers in the NBA, it doesn't really matter how wide open we are. We're not good three point shooters. So you're not taking into to to effect like quality of shot because the Mavericks are having a lot of guys, Dorian Finney Smith and um uh who's our other guy? Well, look, taking a lot of shots that they're just not hitting. So, like, the shot quality continues to go down because it's like a a self-perpetuating cycle where they can't hit and they're also not hitting. So the shot becomes a worse quality shot as the season goes on, I think, because it's just not – it's poor shooters taking poor shots is essentially what it is. And he popped onto the podcast and basically told us that, like, the overarching Maverick problem right now is that the quality of their shots but relative to location and who's taking them absolutely sucks. They're 30th in the league in rim and rim rate, which to me has been just the canary in the coal mine of ever. I think that is the crux of all of their problems, both offense and defense, because they're not getting easy shots at the rim. They're not hitting their threes at a high enough rate. And because of those two things, i.e. the offense is bogging down, their defense is getting worse. Because no matter what Jason Kidd likes to talk about, oh, this team needs to have a defensive identity, this is not a defensively oriented team. What was he thinking when he signed on? It's like, come on now. We knew these guys were not great at defense, so it's like to talk about how they don't have a defensive identity. No shit, we've watched that the past few years. So when he's taken away through his offense and whatever crap they're running now, the ability to to, to generate some some energy for them because they're taking so many mid range shots, this is kind of where we are at this point. And and it was very it was an interesting conversation. And and it's really kind of illuminated the fact that we're just not talking about the right things to me. And you and I have kind of known this. We've talked about it offline, but we didn't have 20 games of data. and We didn't want to be the guys who constantly complain about it. Now we're 22 games of data and the Mavericks are 11 and 11. And so I feel pretty good confident, like talking about this right now, that that the offense is a mess. And that's almost the entire problem for where this team goes moving forward, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. And the rim, the, the rim frequency is bad. Like if you're last, that's bad. I just, no other way to say it Um, is talk. You know, our guy is talk uh, has been talking to us in Slack. and I think he's been tweeting about it, but how the previous two years they weren't that much better at rim rate. I think they were like 28th, twenty nine. And I think in the, the record breaking season, 2019, 2020, they were 29th. But the difference is, is now they're, now they're last. And where those shots are going are the mid range, where they are up pretty big. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I have the numbers from com and they are eighth in the league in share of mid range shots in the league. And that's, again, you can't just point at that and say that's why it's bad. The mm-hmm. reason why that number is bad is because there is no one on the team that is a good, you know consistent or good mid-range shooter you know except for luca you know christops is 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 inconsistent there tim hardaway jr has been inconsistent there for most of his career and then after you know and brunson you know give you brunson so you got brunson and luca who you could say taking a mid-range shot is okay for them and then you've got kp and tim who's kind of like maybe depending on the situation and then everyone else like no right like you know, except for Trey Burke. But if Trey Burke's playing a lot of minutes, then then that's a whole other issue. So the fact that they're eighth is troubling because this is not a team built to thrive in the mid range. Because guys like Dorian, guys like Reggie Bullock, guys like Maxi Kleba, those are standstill standstill spot up shooters. Even Tim, to a degree, is more you know effective as a spot up shooter. Kristaps is more effective shooting you know threes than he is at shooting mid range you know twos. Um, it's just, that's just how the team is built and they played a certain way. And now they're playing, trying to play a different way without changing the players. And that's, that's difficult. Like I'm not even, you know, we can get into Jason Kidd and what, and the effect he's having, but it's like, he doesn't have an effect. It, he's, this he's, is a he's the most Jason Garrett ass clapper, but, boring coach. He doesn't know. do shit in the but, game, but this is a Rick Carlisle roster being coached yeah. by someone else. Like this would look bad If this was like Frank Vogel coaching this team, like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not just the fact that Jason Kidd is coaching. team; It's the fact that they built a roster for Rick Carlisle and he's not here anymore. And they didn't Mm -hmm. change the roster. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of the, you know, I don't know what else to, what else to say, because I mean, what have we talked about for the last 10 years, this team's roster building philosophy is there are only a small handful of players that we think uh, deserve our max uh, cap space money. And if we do not sign those players, we are not going to spend that money on lower, you know, the second tier. We're going to save that money, and we are going to find diamonds in the rough because we think we can find guys that can outperform their contract because we happen to have a head coach that has historically gotten the most out of these types of players. And you go down the list, and despite the, the playoff success, which hasn't been there, you know, you look at all these seasons that Rick has coached since the since the title team, and you look at these random guys that only, you know, Alfred Aminu got his big contract with Portland because of what he did in Dallas. Seth Curry uh, is a mainstay in this league because of what he did in Dallas. Brandon Wright turned into a $10 million guy after, you know, almost being out of the league because of what he did in Dallas. I I mean, Samuel D'Alembert probably got a few extra seasons tacked on to his career because of the way Rick was able to utilize him. You know, the list goes on and on and on. O.J. Mayo looked like an all-star for half a season in Dallas, and then he literally has done nothing since he left. Monte Ellis was – he looked horrible in Milwaukee, came to Dallas, looked great, and then when he left Dallas, he was out of the league in two seasons. So you have a roster-building philosophy that matches up with this coach that you have. You take away the coach, you take away the system, but you keep the same philosophy and the roster. And I don't understand what other way this was going to go. Like thinking back on it, I feel really stupid for being as optimistic as I was. And again, it's not because I think Jason Kidd is a terrible coach. Just remove that. If they would have gotten Scott Brooks, if they would have gotten Dwayne Casey, you know, like if they would have gotten another coach, the results are going to be the same because they built this roster for a specific coach, in my opinion. So that's where I really struggle to see where this, you know, this disconnect between the coaching and the roster and the the performance, like that's the most, that's troubling for me. And I, you know, that's where I'm like, I don't know what changes until the roster changes, you know? Yeah. Well, and
1: I had a thought, but I lost it. I'm, I'm sorry. Confused. I
2: kind of went on there for a no,
1: no. A while. I do that all the time. Do you? Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm very, I'm just, I'm very frustrated. I'm very, very frustrated because I don't see how this gets better, and I'm tired of the excuse making, and I'm tired of of just the the water carrying from people who should do better uh, in terms of pressing this organization. Could that be you and I? Maybe. Maybe we should start joining some of these post game medias and actually asking real questions. <laughs> I'm not very interested in that because. I don't want like I, I I don't I'm just not interested in being a real reporter. I want to be a fan who comments and criticizes and 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 you know gets excited when they win. It's harder to do that when you're a reporter. But this is just this is this is not good. This is everything we kind of feared to 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 in really large part paired with some of the things that just come with the basketball season. Like I'm not mad that. It's part of who he is as a player. I'm not mad that Luca's missing time. You got to take care of him. But you build this team and this is what you have. And it's just like, eh. And I don't love, like, we didn't even get a chance to talk about this last night, but I don't love kids' comments. All sorts of people are like, oh, it had to be said. It had to be said. Okay, he's right. Luca could stand to shut up and get back on defense and do all this stuff. Is it kids place to say this after two and a half year or after three and a half years of this? What cachet does he have? They've not won anything under him. If anything, they're worse under him. So like him coming and, and sticking his little you know, flag in the ground to say, ah, we're going to be a defensive minded team. No, that's just like me saying I'm going to drop to 200 pounds. Wish as much as I want. It isn't going to fucking happen. That's not how I'm built. That's not how the Mavs are built. This shit is starting to get stupid. And I I just get, and that's why, like I went off in my in my preview and one of the or in my recap, and one of the last things I talked about was Desmond Bain, and we're going to pivot to him right now. In the post game, Desmond Bain actually said Josh Green was drafted before me, and I don't even know if he played tonight, but that's on them. Desmond Bain had 29 points. Josh Green has 14 points this season. Desmond Bain hit four threes in the game. Josh Green has four threes made in his career. We have been low-key joking about this, but I think there's something to it. The 2020 draft was one of the last times the Mavericks had an opportunity to get reasonably priced assets that they could then develop, and they fucked up every single pick, and they had three. There were multiple chances for them to get a good player, and they couldn't do it. Desmond Bain was not on their board. Desmond Bain was not someone they ever really scouted. I can... I. I. I I know this, we know this, okay? This is not speculation. this is something we we're pretty competent in. And there we are. It's okay, you know, it's not fair that he's necessarily the poster boy and and you know Haralald vulgaris makes a very fair point where he's like, Well aren't you guys mad about the other nine years of draft picks before I was around? And, and he's right, but it's an emblem. He's an emblem of this team being built the wrong way compared to Memphis, which has built something that's really particularly interesting. I like John ja Morant as a player. You trade John ja Morant and Luca and Memphis as Western Conference finalists. They're right up there with Golden State and and Phoenix. That's just my opinion.
2: Uh, I mean, doesn't say. I mean, John Morant's missed what the last three or four games with an with a knee injury, and I think Memphis uh-huh. is either three and zero or four and The Mavericks are whatever they are without Luca, you know, yep. a win. I don't think a couple of wins. Uh, and I mean, you just saw and it. It wasn't just that Bain had like a really he dragged the team across the finish line and, and in a way that the Mavericks just don't ever see from non luka players, you know, outside of maybe, you know, a, a game from, you know, Jalen Brunson has had some moments, but the Mavericks still, you know, they still lost those two games against Phoenix, and they still lost that one game uh, against the Clippers. Uh, so it's, that's what makes it even more painful. And, man, I mean, <laughs> we – the Mavericks deserved like this is the, it it was fate. like he had to do this he had to have his best game as a pro in Dallas uh in a win against the Mavs in a similar situation that the Mavs were in uh and it's cra- it's crazy um he looked he looked amazing, and the thing that was so wow de resistance was. Uh, that dunk he had, I can't remember if it was in the first, yeah, it never happened. He had like, a it was really, in the third quarter, you know, really it was, it was like nice one of their, dunk. They were At, nearly off, going the Dallas off the floor, yeah. And he had a really nice dunk off the dribble, no screen. And I swear, his head almost hit the rim. And I was like, that's a more athletic play than I think Josh Green will ever make in his yep. life. Like, and Josh Green's
1: like, not as athletic as people uh, talk about. I'm and, tired of reading about it, he's and just not.
2: And it's like, man, like. He's, he's better than all, you know, he's, he's good at all the things you think he is, but he's then even the things that, that teams tried to knock him for are still things. He's like, not that bad. Like he's a good He's a good athlete. Uh, it's crazy. Like, yeah, he has short arms. Who gives a shit? He had Jalen Brunson in the torture chamber in the first mm-hmm. half. I mean, he absolutely being strong and playing him. hard
1: and being yeah. smart and skilled sometimes matters over having a 66 inch wingspan as opposed to a 68 incher. And I'm just making up numbers. I can't remember how you know it. it the shit matters, uh. and and you know we know now, and I I'm I'm pretty sure it's fact that Donnie Nelson stormed himself out of the, the 2020 draft room. Like, we've just we've talked about it. That shit, he should have been fired right then. Because Bob had to draft these people, kind of unlimited information, because that was Donnie Nelson's job. I,
2: yeah, and, I, and, and we, like you said, it's not speculation. We've been told, you know, by people that we trust, like, the Mavericks didn't scout him. And he was a 40-minute drive down I-30 from the Mavericks front office. They for, four didn't scout, for four years. For four years? And he was good, by the way. He was good all four years. He wasn't a late bloomer. He was a career forty percent shooter. At TCU played major minutes almost from the start of his tall, collegiate career. It, it's one of the most baffling, baffling decisions in a draft I've ever seen, especially because he was practically begging the Mavericks to draft him in, mm-hmm. in interviews and what we've heard behind the scenes. I mean, he it was it was a perfect fit. It wasn't hard to see, and it's. Man, it's just it's a killer. And the Mavericks in the 2020 draft had three picks in the top 36, 18, 31, 36. Two of them are no longer on the roster, and the other one cannot be. I mean, two off of the them bench. are no longer
1: in the NBA. Like <laughs> yeah. it's not just roster, it's that they were that bad that they're no longer like it's a second year and they're out. Like that never happens. No.
2: Uh and it's so stupid because like they just Brunson was a 31st pick. So I'm Like you can get guys like anyone that's like oh they're late picks you know it's a crapshoot and it's like they got a guy on the roster that literally they got with the thirty first pick and then in twenty twenty draft they it's a self
1: fulfilling prophecy yeah I had somebody I had somebody that I really enjoy talking with I value their opinion a lot. Try telling me, oh, you know, it's just like look at the history of the 18th pick. You never get anybody there. Yeah. That sort of shit becomes a self fulfilling prophecy when you think like that as an organization. You do your work. You trust the process. You actually care about one of the avenues of team building. Right. And no excuses. This is an extreme over the reaction, but I just don't care. We have been concerned about where things are going with Luca since the free agency of 2019, and the Mavericks continue to prove our point and so everyone that that gets high off these one game hits I'm glad I have fun with it too but the big picture of this organization right now is one adrift they're not going anywhere positive we should be concerned alarm bells should be ringing someone tried telling me in my post game recap oh you know like well you know they, they improved kid but you know you Carlisle, blah, blah, blah." it's like look if Carlos started this season eleven and eleven with this type of performance, Cuban and really they would have fired Rick by now. They would have fired Rick because of Luca putting pressure on the organization, which he was apparently already
2: kind of doing. Like they're, yeah. They I mean, the team was sick team. of them. Like, I mean, I, I don't even know. You know, I'm still mad that they let they they moved on from Rick, but like at a certain point, you know, you have to listen right. to your team. And the team was fed up with him, and the organization. Some parts of the organization were fed up, and those are the things that we don't, you know, we don't see the practices, we don't see that stuff behind the scenes. You know, we just see the pressers and and the games and things like that, and we don't see the other what fourteen hours a day the job requires, and and so like, you know, I can't I can't fault them for moving on when the team had reached a, a boiling level, but it's just so bizarre that they kept the rot, you know. The, the idea that it's like, oh, well, we just need a different look at – a fresh look at this roster that they specifically tailored to build around things that Rick is good at. It's just – it doesn't make – that that's the part that doesn't make sense to me.
1: I don't know what to do with any of this. I mean, I just – I'm surprised I got that much out of, a, out of a loss, but I just kind of used it as, as an airing of grievances of sorts because it's just, we have to stop acting like this team is fine. We got crushed right after that Clippers game when I inadvertently posted something I shouldn't have posted, and yet every single game since, <laughs> including, including the Pelicans' massive win, sort of proves, like, it really proves our point. Like, getting hot from outside is not indicative of any sort of offensive fix, and if you thought that, you don't know what you're watching.
2: Sorry, uh, Sean Coleman, who writes for our SB Nation uh, equivalent of the Grizzlies. Um, I think they're what are they, Bill Street Blues? I'm so so sorry to the, to our to our Grizzly blog. Also does Locked On Greer Blues. Blues. Yeah, uh, just just tweeted because I'm you know I I feel confident in this one. The other that other tweet that other quote you mentioned. I'm wondering. Uh, oh, it's true. i've I've,
1: I've looked into it okay well this one
2: i know is you know because i trust uh sean Uh, desmond main desmond bain said that the mavericks would have been his second choice besides memphis to play for being in his backyard said he's motivated by how many teams passed him up where he thought he would be a good fit and by the way so him saying that mavericks would have been his second choice is i mean isn't that basically saying first like he because he's not going to want to piss off memphis He's basically saying that's where he thought he, he should play. Uh, and he's just being nice to him. You know, I'm just interpreting, you know, just, I've seen enough athletes talk and say things and right. it's, it's easy to read in between the lines, but. Ooh, that is, I mean, that's, it just sums it all up, right? That's what you said. It's emblematic. It's not the reason, but it's, it's, it's kind of the, uh, the umbrella that, that contain. you know, everything else fits underneath, you know?
1: Yep. Well, we're here we're uh, you know we got a two-day break Maybe luca will be back maybe he won't um this season has not been fun and i'm tired of you know i'm gonna keep watching you know we have some incentive to keep watching like we built something with mads Moneyball, and we want to keep watching but i'm not gonna act like the sky is bright and crisp and clear um i'm you know my buddy Matt keeps thinking I'm I'm barking up a, a tree, constantly talking about uh, uh, Governor slash General Manager Mark Cuban, and I just don't care. I just don't care. He is responsible for this. We are going to hold him responsible in the most respectful way as we can. The constant, you know, uh, uh, um, goalpost moving from within the organization the quotes from from kid whatever. We're just going to keep their feet to the fire until they actually do something about this. Because as I said last night on The Green Room, Luka Doncic is a a once-in-a-generation player. They got lucky with Dirk, and they fucked up a lot of stuff with Dirk. Okay? They just did. Right? Am I wrong?
2: No, they did.
1: And they didn't learn any lessons from that, apparently. The lessons that they learned were keep fucking up. And you know, your, your superstar will stay. Luca is not that guy. He's not. And the sooner everybody just wraps their minds around this, that he wants to win basketball games and compete for championships, the easier this will be. It's not easy. I'm not, like, I, I'm really grateful that some of the players that we've gotten to watch over the last several years, but they're not the, un, like, if they were that good,
2: the Mavericks would won more games. Yeah. I mean, what are we gonna say when? Uh, I mean, they won the title. Like we, what? Like we saw what happened to Dirk at the twilight of his career. Um,
1: yeah, he went out bad, and we don't talk about it enough because we don't know how to. It's upsetting, is why we don't do it. They did Dirk dirty, and he gave. They gave him. He gave them discounts, and they did not build the proper team around him. They let the best center the franchise has ever had walk away twice. I just I,
2: I... now we're getting deep. Maybe we
1: should. I know. I'm more. tired. It's just it's <laughs> a bad loss. Two losses in a row. It feels like I feel like I've wasted my weekend on the Mavericks.
2: And what's stupid what I is I mean Tuesday night is the Nets, so uh, it's not getting better. Uh, that might be. I mean, I mean, if we thought these last two games were bad, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen against Brooklyn because uh, they just lost to the, to the Bulls tonight, so they are going to be plenty motivated to get back on the winning track uh, when they play the Mavericks on Tuesday. Yeah. So. And, and Kevin,
1: um. Kevin Durant is the most horrifying scorer in the multiverse. <laughs> so is. hope everyone's prepared for that. All right, guys, I'm going to go record a green room. We might write some more stuff. Who knows? We've got a trade. You know, uh, Xavier uh, wrote a column that sort of explains why trading is not necessarily a path to improvement. Um, because of what the Mavericks have and limited options, that I think was at least it's a little harsh. Um, but it's it's accurate because again, everyone's sort of like, oh, can we trade Tim Hardaway Jr. for a first round pick? No, no. <laughs> Sorry, not not like next year's not something, you know, it's not like I don't know what people are thinking like the the trade machine. He's like, we need to put it away. And he's right. It was an interesting piece. Um, we'll probably have some more stuff because we're back on Tuesday. So we'll see what we come up with. Please check out Mavs Moneyball. Thanks for listening to a long podcast. And again, if you want to f- uh, check out the yesterday's green room, the Pelicans one, I recommend that it's on your feed. I put it up late, probably won't get many clicks, but it's really for the hardcore among you. Um, the last 20 minutes I thought were very good. And then I'm going to do a quick green room tonight about the Grizzlies loss, but I doubt we'll really have much to say. We'll see. Okay, guys, Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow, thanks so much for your support. We'll talk to you on Tuesday.
3: Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com.